Welcome to the Authentic Leaders Podcast, a show about prioritizing employee well-being so that you have happier, healthier employees and improved team performance. I'm Dawn Pentak, and my mission is to provide you with super simple stress management activities and meditations to improve your team's health and well-being, encourage cohesion and connectedness, and elevate team performance. Let's get started. Hey, hey, welcome back to another episode of the Authentic Leader Podcast. In today's episode, we're going to chat about three types of burnout, and more specifically, how to move through each of these types. Now, if you remember from previous episodes, burnout happens when a person is struggling with chronic stress, so high levels of stress that's repeated over and over and over, and they haven't processed and released the stress from their body. They're holding on to stress. They're stuck in a stress cycle of reactivity rather than having different techniques and strategies and ways that they're coping that allows their body to release the stress and get back to a state of homeostasis, balance within the body. So burnout can be a very dangerous thing physically, mentally, emotionally, It can cause serious harm to relationships. And a lot of times when people experience burnout, there's a sense of disconnection between where they are and what they're doing and what matters most in their life, right? They're just not feeling that sense of meaning and purpose. And it can be a really sad, really dangerous place to be. So let's chat about three different types of burnout and how to move through each one. What are some of the signs of each type of burnout and how you can move through it, move past it and overcome it. So the first type of burnout, which is the most common is called overload burnout. This is the most common one for many reasons. And this is like the addiction to work or addiction to this hustle mentality where people are working at unsustainable paces. They're clocking long hours. They're not prioritizing their self-care. They're not taking mental breaks. They're not allowing their nervous system to reset throughout the day. And with this type of burnout, it's usually, you know, people are very committed to their job. They're highly dedicated to whatever they're working on in this world, whether it's, you know, their business, their career, and they're working at an unsustainable pace. They might be achieving high levels of success. They might be hitting major milestones in their life. And maybe they're not tuning in and realizing the impact on their mental, emotional, and physical state. But as a result of this overdrive, Overload burnout happens. People shut down. Their bodies start to shut down. A lot of times, people who are suffering from overload burnout, they tend to cope by venting. So there's a lot of like kind of emotional dumping, a lot of complaining. So tired, I'm so overwhelmed. And people who um, are struggling with this type of burnout, they often jump really quickly into problem solving mode. So they create more work and more responsibility for themselves, which adds to more stress. I know for me in teaching, this was most certainly the burnout that I suffered from when I left teaching back in 2014, but I would see an opportunity to create change in my school community and I would jump on it and I wouldn't delegate things. I wouldn't ask for help. I wouldn't gather, you know, a team of teachers around me to 
to support me or take some of the load off, I would just go all in by myself and then I would feel completely wiped, completely wiped. And so when you're jumping into problem solving mode, when you're seeing these opportunities and creating more work and responsibility for yourself, you know, if this resonates with you, it causes more stress. It magnifies the stress that you're already managing. So things to look out for. If you resonate with this overload burnout, some of the signs to watch out for are putting your own needs aside so that you can go all in on your work, right? Putting your needs aside and going all in on your work, overlooking your own needs, your own desires to achieve the next level of success at work or to take care of a project that maybe you weren't initially tasked with, but kind of like filling in for somebody else or taking on a lot of responsibility that's not necessarily something you can handle in this moment, right? But saying yes to it anyway. Another thing to look out for is you invest so much commitment into your career, into your path of success and other things in your life take a backseat. So you endanger your own well-being. You put your own well-being aside for your career and your ambition, your path to success. This is very, very dangerous long-term. So be really, really careful if you, you know, if you resonate with this, be really, really careful. And if you do resonate with this and you're thinking that you might be suffering from this type of burnout, it's always a good idea to start receiving support now before it becomes a really big issue. So the way out of overload burnout. Okay. So the first thing is to really work on separating your worthiness from your work. No matter what you achieve on your path of success, no matter what milestones or goals or accomplishments you achieve, it doesn't make you a more lovable or more worthy person. Inherently, you are 100% lovable and worthy, no matter what. What you're achieving, it's always great to have ambition and goals, right? That's always a beautiful thing. But we don't want to attach worthiness with accomplishments and work. The other thing, the second thing that's really helpful with overload burnout is developing really strong emotional regulation skills, developing a strong sense of resiliency. That is really, really powerful. And and a practice around this, like a daily practice would be ideal. But when you have really strong skills and you have really powerful techniques that you lean into on a regular basis, you're good. You are more than good in being able to support yourself and help yourself through overload burnout. And another thing too is reconnecting with who you are, reconnecting with that part of you that is is you, right? Reconnecting with your identity. If you love reading, read more. Even if it's 10 minutes a night before you go to bed, you can always find the time for what matters most to you. If you love fishing, go fishing. If you want to learn a new skill, find a class, watch a YouTube video, go out and do it. Because when you're reconnecting to who you really truly are, then so much will ignite within you and you'll be able to manage 
your emotions and manage this type of burnout in a really powerful way. All right. So the second type of burnout, the under-challenged burnout. This is pretty interesting. You can actually feel burnt out by doing too little of what matters most to you. By doing too little of your purpose, what makes you happy, you can actually feel burned out. So this could be kind of considered the opposite of the overload burnout where there's that almost like addiction to stress, addiction to the hustle. But with under-challenged burnout, people often feel bored and unstimulated by their job. It kind of puts them on a path that's not to their purpose and a desired future outcome, right? It puts them on the path of just like, almost like a dead end. People with under-challenged burnout might feel underappreciated. They might start to feel really frustrated because they feel like their current job role doesn't have the opportunities in the room for growth or even like the meaningful connection with coworkers and leadership. People might feel like they're stuck in this monotonous routine and they may eventually start to become very cynical, very pessimistic, and also depleted of their energy. So lethargic. I experienced under-challenged burnout in my first corporate job after teaching. I was working remotely. I was uh, working on different projects that from the outside looked like it would be really fun, like really suit my skill set and my desires, but I wasn't working with anyone else. So I lacked my need for human connection and conversation. And over time, the tasks became very monotonous and I didn't see any way out of this. I didn't see a way to elevate myself based on what I love to do and, and my you know unique skill set and what I was bringing to the job. And so I started to just dread going to work every day. I really started to dread that. So for under-challenged burnout, you want to look for these signs, signs to watch out for, right? You're working on assignments and tasks in your job that might not be so challenging and you're craving more of a variety. You might be feeling disconnected between what you're currently doing and maybe where you see yourself in the future, where you'd like to go. Maybe you feel capped in your opportunity and your room for expansion. You might feel stagnant, right? In your ability to grow and develop your talent within your position. It's really, really important for you in whatever you're doing to feel like there is a path of growth and expansion. So many people right now are really, really, really intentional and consciously aware of their growth. And as humans, right, we all want to grow and develop and expand and become better and better and better. So it's important to have that in your position. Okay. So just do like kind of an inventory check of your current job and see Are you feeling inspired and energized by your current career path? Or do you feel a little bit under-challenged or under-appreciated, or maybe that you're capped at a certain opportunity level? All right. So how to deal with under-challenged burnout. When you're dealing with this burnout, a lot of times people might feel very disconnected from their, their sense of curiosity right? And their sense of ambition and vision and the future. And I think everybody, right? Like I really believe everybody has a sense of curiosity within them and we all have a desire for growth and development. It might be a little bit more profound in certain people than in others, 
But I think it's really important for everybody to have these opportunities in their life where they feel like they're growing and expanding. So for you, ask yourself, what is a goal? What is a skill that you want to learn in the next 30 days or 60 days and start to develop those skills. You know, maybe speak with your manager and let your manager or a leader within your organization know that you're really excited about expanding your skill set and and knowledge and expertise and maybe they could even point you in a direction that could be helpful as well in terms of finding some resources. And then spend some time. Maybe it's 10 minutes a day learning this new skill or maybe it's 1 hour a week. I actually worked in a job once that gave us two hours a week of personal growth and development. And I loved, loved those two hours a week. And I think I was one of the only coworkers in the group that I was in that took full advantage of those two hours. I actually probably started my week with those two hours because I loved the fact that we were actually getting paid, right? Like we were getting paid to to grow and develop and evolve our expertise and our skill set. So really powerful. And then, you know, to lift yourself out of maybe a funk or feeling disconnected and detached, do something super fun and meaningful that starts to create momentum. Now, it doesn't necessarily have to be job related, but when you're tapping into your own positive energy, that energy is going to spill out into every single other thing in your life, right? So ignite that spark, reignite that spark. All right. And the last thing, the last type of burnout, the neglect burnout. So the neglect burnout is a really like worn out soul stripped type of burnout where you're just feeling helpless, feeling helpless in the face of challenges. So this occurs when there might not be enough structure or enough direction or guidance in the workplace. Maybe you're really struggling with all of the demands at work and you're not sure how you can possibly keep up with the expectations. If you're in this cycle over time where the demands at work are exceeding your capacity to, you know, to complete them, or you don't have the energy to complete the amount of work that you're being asked to do, over time, you might start feeling incompetent. Like you just can't do it. You're not smart enough. You're not good enough. You don't know enough, you know, whatever it is. It's also really likely that you'll start to feel very frustrated. So really important for you to be aware of, you know, is this something that could be lingering for you? This neglect burnout. When you learn this helplessness, when you're unable to find solutions to situations in your life, challenges in your life, even when sometimes the solution is right in front of you, this can really bleed into all areas of your life and you may end up becoming very passive and you may start to kind of stop trying in certain areas of your life. So signs to watch out for with neglect burnout. You might notice that you're not trying very hard when you hit one obstacle or one roadblock or something's in your way, either at work or even in your personal life, you may notice that you kind of shut down and give up and you're like, whatever, it's not going to work anyway. So I'm not even going to bother trying, right? You may also feel like you're having a hard time getting out of bed. Like you feel demoralized, like you can't possibly imagine 
having to show up for one more day, right? Those are some signs to watch out for. Now, to address this, reconnect with who you are. I feel like that's always the first answer. Reconnect with who you are. Make sure that you are creating time and space for the things that light you up and make you happy. That's never a a bad piece of uh, guidance there. And also to see how you can find ways to regain the sense of ownership or control over what you're doing at work, your role at work. Try creating stronger boundaries, more firm boundaries at work where, you know, if you find yourself saying yes to a lot of things, or you find yourself kind of taking on, piling on a bunch of things that maybe you know in your heart and you know in your head that you just don't have the capacity for, say no, right? Say no. Talk to your manager, talk to your boss about the way that you're feeling as well. And when you're outside of work, When you close your office door or you park your car at the end of the day or in your driveway or in your garage, be extra committed and super diligent about reconnecting with yourself deeply through solid self-care practices. When you don't feel like there's a lot you can control at work, you have to have a sense of stability and predictability in your non-working life. So however you can bring that stability and predictability and that deep sense of connection to yourself, do it. Very, very, very helpful. All right. Before we start our activity for today, I want to share with you something real quick. If you're a leader and you want to bring stress management to your team, to your organization in a very focused, customized way, there's a link in the episode description on how you can reach out to me. I'd love to get in touch with you. I'd love to share some opportunities for us to partner and work together. I have workshops. I have lots of different levels of support for anything that you might be needing with whatever challenge you're facing. All right. I feel like I've been talking a lot in this episode. So what I'd love to invite you to do now is to kind of shake out your body a little bit, shake out your arms, shake out your legs. You could do this if you're sitting or standing, maybe place your, your hand over your chest. And I invite you to take a deep breath and check in with yourself right now. Where is your mind? Notice the thoughts that are swarming around in your mind. Notice how you're feeling. Notice what's going on in your body. Is there anything going on in your body? How does your body feel overall? And I want to just remind you real quickly that this is completely optional to move into the next part of our episode, which is a deep relaxation practice or exercise. It's completely optional. If you're not in a place where you feel comfortable or safe or able to kind of close your eyes and and pause and relax for a few moments, you can always come back to this at a later time. All right. So we're going to drop into a state of calm, focused, deep relaxation. So what I invite you to do is begin by taking a few deep breaths. If you'd like to close your eyes, you can go ahead and do that. And if you prefer keeping your eyes open, that's totally okay. 
And I invite you to focus on breathing in and out of your heart and chest area. And bring to mind one of your favorite memories. Allow the feeling of love or appreciation or joy to radiate throughout your entire body. Allow this feeling to fill all the cells in your body with positivity and expansion. Today I'm going to ask you a few questions. I invite you to allow these questions to wash over you. Release the need to feel like you have to know the answer right away or that you have to write the question down. For now, just allow whatever is ready to emerge to emerge for you and receive the wisdom and guidance with open arms. Ask yourself, how am I feeling right now? Am I experiencing any tension or discomfort in my body? Have I taken any breaks or moments of rest today? If not, where can I schedule some time for self-care? What are my current stressors or sources of anxiety? Can I identify any triggers that may be affecting my nervous system? When was my last deep breath? Can I take a few moments right now to focus on my breath and slow it down? Am I practicing healthy habits such as exercise, healthy eating, and good sleep? If not, what changes can I make that will improve my overall well-being? Let's pause for a few moments and allow those questions to sink in. Allow whatever is ready to emerge to come forward for you.
when you're ready, open your eyes and welcome back. Carry this feeling of calm connectedness with you throughout the entire day. Thank you so much for listening. I'd love to connect and support you and your team. Click the link in the description below, fill out the one question form, and I'll get back to you with customized suggestions for whatever challenge or question you have regarding stress management and employee well-being. Okay, I'll catch you on the next episode.